That one's got to be edited out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the We Are OSA podcast, a new series featuring inspirational stories and perspectives from scientists and engineers improving the world. In this episode, we'll hear from Arlene Smith. This is the beginning of our podcasting career. And her mentor, Chris Dainty. In fact, experience is all I got left. (laughs) I've, I've got a brain cell but I'm just looking after it very carefully in case I need it, you know? Yeah. Chris Dainty is the 2011 president of OSA and currently serves on the Society's Strategic Planning Committee. During his tenure, Chris made sure to mentor students and early career members whenever he could. He lives in Galway, Ireland. Well, of course, I haven't been in, in a pub for a long time either. (laughs) So this, as you understand, this is quite important for people in Galway. Yes, Irish people in general. (laughs) Arlene Smith is an optical program manager at Avo Photonics. Her engagement with OSA started as a student. Today, she serves as the chair of the Membership Education and Development Council and on the OSA board of directors. Initially, though, Arlene saw herself pursuing a career in astronomy. When she first met Chris, that was all she'd studied. But she just started to think a bit more about optics and photonics and wanted to make the leap into the science of light. The time I spent in in Galway, you know, I did my undergrad in Galway and and that was, you know, towards the end of my my final year when I had to choose this final year project. And that's when that's when we met. You know, that's when I sure. was my first introduction to the group. And I knew at that point that optics and photonics is the path I wanted to take. And then that was probably our first real as those mentor mentee situations. I remember we I, I went to you, went to went to your office and said, Chris, you know, I really want to do more of this, but I feel like my my undergrad was so you know, astronomy based, you know, or physics-based. I want to learn more about lasers and optics before I embark on a PhD. And, and we had that discussion and we, we talked about various master's programs that I could you know, look at applying to. And, and that really set me on my path, you know. During your thesis, you actually had a lot of other support structures. At one point, we were over 30 people, mm-hmm. you know, whilst you were there. Yeah. So presumably lots of other people you know, gave you assistance at least. Oh, certainly, yeah, and and that's one thing that I certainly remember very fondly. You know, the the camaraderie and the support. You know, because we're all in it together. The support there was, yeah, it was just really, really important. If anyone asks, you know, would you do a PhD? Would you do it again? You know, and I, I would do it again, but I wouldn't do another one. <laughs> I usually say, no, and never. you know, never. <laughs> we had postdocs who have kind of come through and stayed on to do extra work or come in with the, you know their own projects and and it was such a diverse group of people you know from all over Europe all over you know the world probably at some point and so you you really learn so much from people and their experiences and it was such a dynamic group in that way i counted up i think at one point we had 13 or 14 nationalities in the group it was it was very international who, who has been a mentor to you? Well, I, okay, I guess you can go back to the beginning and, and your family members and your friends over the years kind of guiding you through decisions. But I would certainly say, Chris, that you're a mentor to me. I think that, you know, to, to go through a PhD and to know the, the highs and the lots of lows of, of that process and 
you know, to to interact with your like, the interactions that you have with your advisor certainly guide you through not just the PhD, but like through your life at that time. Yeah, I uh, I confess that I certainly obviously regarded my PhD supervisor as a mentor, you know, obviously. But to be honest, I he was like my supervisor. He wasn't an important mentor. Um, I uh, had other mentors who were well-known people in optics. For example, Charlie Towns. Oh, really? Nobel Prize winner. Nice, he yeah. bought me dinner, you know, and he wasn't, you know, known for buying people dinner. The two bonded over their shared interest in coherence, and they worked closely together throughout all of Arlene's PhD. Through Chris, Arlene entered a brand new community, one that spanned the globe, connecting great minds, one in which Chris insisted that Arlene belonged. You got me involved in OSA. I remember you you came to me um, one day, probably back in like 2007, 2008, and you said, like, Arlene, there are these things called student chapters. <laughs> and maybe we should start one in the group. And by we, you met me. <laughs> yes, but I, that's, that's what I always mean. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are very busy here. <laughs> yes. And so that's how I got involved at OSA. You know, looked up the website and filled out the forms, set up the, the student chapter in the group. And, um, and it was actually, it was 2008. Um, I went to the first student leadership meeting that was in Rochester, New York. So I'm I'm quite involved. I would say I would say at the moment I'm I'm uh, involved in the OPN um, editorial advisory committee. I've been chairing that committee for the last few years. I'm also chair of the MED Council, which is the membership arm of OSA, and that role um, gives me a, a chair or a seat on the board of directors. So I've been on the board um, 2020 2021. Which has been a very hey, can you, can interesting you, experience. Can you dish any dirt? <laughs> well, obviously, as you know, I sat on the board of directors. Actually, I sat on the board of directors three times. Oh, really? uh, once in the 80s. It's great fun. And I presume you're enjoying it. Oh, yes. Yes, completely. Well, I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't fun. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it is educational because uh, the truth is, um, I think the OSA board... It, it does things very properly. You know, things are done properly with quality in in mind. Right. Um, and I certainly learned a lot all the times I was on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Chris, how did you get involved in OSA in the beginning? Because there's a difference between, say, publishing papers and really then getting involved in the volunteering side of it. How did that start for you? Well, um, it started probably when I was at the University of Rochester. And I was there from 78 to 83. And on one or two occasions, I must have gone down and visited the offices in D.C. And I met a guy called Jarris Quinn. Right. He was a lovely person. I mean, he, he, was, he was so genuine um, and so passionate for the subject. And I guess I was, as you can tell, as you know, um, I was shooting my mouth off. <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, that's just exactly the sort of person we need for the board of directors. <laughs> I got elected, and um, that was 83 to 85. 
What's it like being president of OSA? That like that term, especially the year where you're actively president, and the and the four years, the full prison sentence, actually, as you call it. Actually, that year was not such a difficult year. The most difficult year actually was the first year, where you, um, one of the main uh, sort of public duties you have, is to present awards to people. And you do this at the annual meeting, and they come up on stage and you present the awards to them. Well, what if you mispronounce their name? What if you miss one out? Oh no! So actually, and because it was your first year and your first big public event, and and one that really mattered. The point about this is that when you're giving these awards, obviously, it's not about you giving the awards. It's about the awardee, of course. So you really don't want to mess up. You want to do a great job for them. Right. By the time you get to your third year, which is the year in which you're president, I'll tell you, they've trained you up. They've got you <laughs> really? trained up. When when Liz phoned me up to say to ask me if I'd run because that's before the election, mm -hmm. I said to her, Liz, "Yeah, I'll run, but will you still be around?" You know, we're talking about mentors and mentees or whatever, but you need a support structure. Oh, completely. And to have someone you know and trust there to help you is really important. So I was very grateful, and she's still with us, thank goodness. Yeah. Um, because it's a great support. And did you during that? Well, the four years, but your presidential year, did you did you travel a lot? Did you? I, I know you were in and out of the office, so you were on the road a bit. But did you visit student chapters? How did you find that experience? Because student chapters are such a core part of OSA and so important for OSA's future. I'd be interested to know like what what your experience was visiting student chapters. I loved visiting student chapters and still do, in fact. And I, and you know, I hope afterwards I can still visit them because you know it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Students are just young professors, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, those those who are on the academic side, they're young professors or mm -hmm. they're young industry leaders or whatever. They're just a younger version. I mean, yeah. they've got all the capabilities and well, obviously the experience is less, and the experience does count for something. Mm -hmm. So. It was a it was a busy year. That's why in 2011, well, you graduated, so you yeah. didn't see me, but you wouldn't have seen me anyway. <laughs> As happens with all students and mentors, there comes a time when the dissertation is finished and the degree is achieved. Sometimes these relationships have served their purpose, but sometimes the really good mentor-mentee relationships transition from focusing on your education to envisioning both the career and life you're trying to pursue. After you graduated, Arlene, you, you, you went for a short period to Michigan. Michigan. I, yeah, I got a position, a postdoc position at the University of Michigan and I moved there in 2013. And I was there until I moved to, to Avo in 2015. So I was there just over two years. And that was a, a great experience because it was, completely different to really what I've been doing for my PhD. You know, this was much more in the lab. Um, this was prototyping tiny endoscopes and doing some like optical design work, but really also doing some like, clinical research. And it was completely different and it was it was much needed. I wanted to kind of see what it would be like to to stay in academia if I had that kind of 
passion for continuing research or if I would move to industry. And while that was a great time, I really understood at that point that um, I didn't want to start applying for grants and I, I didn't really want to go down the tenure track route, but I really enjoyed that we were building these little things in the lab. And so I knew I wanted to move to industry, as you say, get a real job <laughs> yeah. and uh, and to be involved in, in actually building things and making things. And that's that's where I am now. Yeah, well, it's a decision, you know, everyone's going to make um, at some point. The truth is that in in optics, most people who do a PhD in optics and photonics will go into will end up in industry. And I think that's that's good, that's right, that's what it should be. I think it needs a special personality. I'm not saying a great personality, I'm just saying a, a weird personality perhaps to stay in uh, the academic environment. I mean, I think you, by the way, would have been a great teacher, um, but I, you know, you would have been fabulous at teaching. Um, I really enjoyed it, I, I miss it, yeah, I really loved it. It's rewarding, teaching's very mm -hmm. rewarding. I think it's so important like that to be a lecturer to be a teacher that's another you know mentor situation you know it's to you, you can have such great interactions with good teachers and they really like can change the the path of your career you know the the things that you you pick subjects that you enjoy and the teacher really makes it a lot of the time absolutely now that's why i'm so interested in speckle and coherence Yes. because of this school teacher. So you're dead right, you put your finger on it. These people can have an incredible influence over your career. Now you're in a real job and in a real company. So how long have you been in the company and what's your role there now? So I joined Avo back in October 2015. So I'm there just over five years. And I started out, well, my role, I guess, has changed a little over the years, but I started out as what we call a product engineer. So we're a manufacturing company. Um, my role in the beginning was very much, you know, get your hands dirty or actually keep them very clean because it's a clean room. Um, but out on the floor, understanding how, how you build things, how you build very small things with very small optics in them, tiny laser packaging, that kind of thing. And so my first kind of role was to, to oversee and understand and support production lines. And then as I became more, I suppose, comfortable in that role and learned more about how the company is, you know, makes things and, and how prototyping happens, I then started working as a, an optical program manager. And so that's my main role there now. I see a lot of very interesting problems and that's people hire us to solve them. I'd say. Okay. And the, your customers are other companies who maybe want you to, to package a, a module in a product they're making. Correct. And how many people were there, just for interest? So when I started, I was number 51 or 52 or something like that. And now I think we're about 160. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so so that's, that's, that's great. Arlene's jump into optics changed her entire career path. It was a choice she arrived at on her own before she met Chris Dainty. But Chris helped shape her interests and hone her strengths. Likewise, Arlene challenged Chris, too, with new ways of thinking and an ambitious desire to contribute to the field of light science. It's not hard to imagine the people that Arlene has already left an impression on, not to mention the many more she undoubtedly will mentor and inspire as she continues on her trajectory through both AVO and OSA. 
this this is a busy year like last year and this year is busy with the with being on the board and, and other things that are happening and, and conferences um, too yeah aren't, aren't you still involved in conferences i am i'm i'm a general chair for the applied industrial optics meeting also yeah right so yeah so still and will continue to be involved in that i hope um, I don't know. I guess the presidential track is next for me. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey. laughs> a little premature, perhaps. <laughs> you know, can I just say, um, Arlene, I haven't talked to anyone for 45 minutes for years. <laughs> I mean, isn't it time for a Zoom meeting? <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's great to have a long conversation with somebody. Yeah. This has been really great, actually, because we well, we do connect uh, often at OSA leadership and other conferences, but it's often a fleeting, you know, quick catch up and move around the, the cocktail party. Yeah, and it's with that, um, with that glass of white wine. Yes, yeah. Or, but, uh, or gin and so tonic is, or whatever yeah, it is. This has been great. Yeah, this has <laughs> been great. Chris Dainty and Arlene Smith remind us all of those important foundational relationships the ones that have changed the course of our careers and our lives. Perhaps their conversation will inspire you to reach out to an old mentor, to thank them for how they've helped guide you along the way. Thanks for listening to the We Are OSA podcast. Special thanks to the voices on this episode for sharing their stories with us. Visit osa.org forward slash we are OSA over the next few months to hear other episodes and read insightful articles.